0: Is the Equal Yoke Podcast hosted by husband and wife Zach and Morgan Hill? This show exists to promote family theology within the context of an equally yoked marriage that plows ahead for the gospel and great commission. We've got work to do, so now let's plow ahead. All right, welcome to the Equal Yoke Podcast. I am Zach Hill.
1: And I'm Morgan Hill.
0: Hi, Morgan Hill. Hi. How are you? Good. You look lovely tonight. Oh, gosh. There was,
1: there was one crash of the night <laughs> so far with our children in yes, the background. Yes,
0: the kids are back with us this, this episode. We are in episode six. I can't believe we're already on episode six. I know. We've got a lot of great feedback from our interview with Josh Nimi from Expository Parenting. We've got great feedback about the hermeneutical triad. Bible study tips Yes, from last week. And that was really fun because I got to nerd out a little bit. Uh, and tonight we have another <clears throat> special interview. Interview number two of the Equal Yoke podcast uh, goes out to some very dear friends of ours down in Zephyr Hills, Florida. Morgan, what's your favorite water to drink?
1: I'm assuming I'm supposed to say Zephyr Hills right. Water. <laughs> Zephyr Hills
0: Water, from right there in Zephyr Hills, uh, joining us tonight or for this podcast where y'all are recording it uh, on a night not normally, uh, which is why so. we get our lovely That's children right. in the background. We have our our dear friends Joe and Vicky Claire. You can say ah, hi. 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 Hey, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you know. Joe is a, a fellow pastor. He is a pastor at Zephyr Hills Congregationalist Church there in Zephyr Hills, and uh, his wife, Vicky. they are dear friends of ours. Uh, Joe is, uh, we split the load on pastoring my papal, don't we? Amen, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, we sometimes, well, <laughs> Does honestly. it take two yeah, pastors it, to pastor papaw? <laughs> yes. George, when you, when you hear this, you, you t- it takes two, baby. That's right. So yeah, Morgan. Morgan's the singer of the family. I'm not. But tonight we yeah, and, want and, to. Uh,
2: Brother George, but, when you hear this, I have to cancel my uh, gator dog date with you tomorrow because oh, I have no. a funeral. But I haven't told you yet.
0: <laughs> gator dogs. That's right. That's a real thing. To the rest of you in America, gator dog is a hot dog made of gator meat, and it is real and it is real tasty. I promise you that. I am not a paid spokesman, but I do endorse gator dogs. <laughs> So tonight we want to have uh, Joe and Vicky have a conversation with us, and uh, we want to talk about this. I want to open up Morgan by reading something. Um, I've just Googled it. Uh, the overlords of Google have provided information for me, and it's not been censored. Can you imagine that? I honestly can't. What a time to be alive! Actual information that hasn't been censored, but it, it goes like this: I take the so and so. To be my husband or wife. And here it is. This is the, the traditional marriage vows. To have and to hold from this day forward. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. To love and to cherish till death do us part. According to God's holy ordinance. And thereto I pledge thee my faith. That's kind of like a traditional uh, marriage vow. And they, this is something that I wanted to talk about with Joe and Vicky To give encouragement to... Uh, fellow uh, married couples, those that are that are going to be married in the future, those who are married now, about the portions of this uh, of these vows that say for better, for worse, and in sickness and in health. And the reason we want to talk about that is because Joe and Vicki's marriage uh, is right here, so beautifully. Um, encouraging and so beautifully illuminated uh, and we love you all so much so I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you and let you all kind of introduce yourselves and then we'll have a wonderful conversation uh, about how to continue to be, continue to be equally yoked in the confines of a, a, a marriage that is a centered on Christ and truly does uh, take those vows to heart so joe and vicky who are you where are you at what do you do um what's your favorite color and what's your favorite gator dog toppings no, i'm oh just kidding i'm a kidding about the last two but who are you oh, where are you at and uh, just give us a little information about yourself
2: well chili on a gator dog for sure <laughs> yes
3: no gator dog for me at all <laughs> but
2: you know it's funny i was I was kind of thinking when you said what episode number this was. When you said number six, I was thinking that's good because it's kind of the number that's one less than perfect. So, (laughs)
0: that'll
2: fit us in. Yeah, that'll fit us in just right. Because I mean, you know, I think if if people were more honest about their marriages, I think the world would be a lot different place. I think a lot of times as Christian couples, you know, we kind of have a tendency to to. Maybe make an idol out of the perfect marriage, and there really is no such thing. I've I've counseled enough couples to know um, there, there's no perfect marriages out there. Yeah. Uh, only as, as we keep focused on Christ, that that's where we find the, the perfection. Well,
3: because there's no perfect people.
2: That's well, right.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing. None of us are perfect.
2: And so I know who, you
3: didn't mention it before, but I'll go ahead and say it. Yeah. I was born with a disability. Yes, and um, that, that, yeah, well, I did. I did, I did
0: not want to be the one to to. Uh, you know, let have the that, on the that back. Pl- yeah. Let that pl- have that plot twist. So that that's why we are talking <laughs> to you all, um, because yeah. you uh, and Joe are just again so such a beautiful example of this. So uh, before we jump into it, Joe, Vicky, tell us where you're at, um, where people can connect with you, um, with with uh, the the church down there, and then uh, also, Vicky, shameless plug for your new book because we're giving one of your uh, one copy of your book away as well.
3: Oh well, thank you so much.
2: Well, I said where you can contact us at. Oh, your your Papa is trying to call me right now, so that's, I'm not going to answer that. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, First Congregational Church of Zephyrhills, Florida, we're just north of Tampa. Uh, you can find us online in several places. We're on uh, Gab.com at a channel called Tulip Matters Media, and also at uh, FCCZHills.org. You can check us out there, and we. Uh, post sermons from Sunday. So if you're looking for some good reform content, uh, actually my dear brother, Zach has some videos on my channel, as well as uh, Aaron over there in Perrysville and uh, check it out. All right. All right. And then Vicki has her book that just came out.
3: Yeah. You can find me and I have my own website. It's uh, called confessions from a pastor's wife. (laughs) And uh, I, uh, I did write a new book. And it's uh, called The Daily Sprint with the Runaway Nun. And it's uh, 25 daily devotionals for everyday women. And it, and it does. It does catch a lot of topics, especially about marriage.
0: Yeah. And, because, and who and who is that book based around a little bit?
3: Yeah. Well, that's why it's called The Runaway Nun, because it's based on Katharina von Bohr. She was the wife of Martin Luther. So to me... She is the uh, most famous first Protestant pastor's wife.
0: Yes, she is. So, and, yeah. the most, and the most famous yeah, so runaway as a nun. Pastor's
3: wife, I was, as a pastor's wife, I was looking for someone who uh, could give me some tips on how to be a good pastor's wife. And uh, she, she was somebody I really certainly could identify with.
0: Oh, absolutely! She is a character, uh, and and I mean that in a good way. There's that old story of has, when she uh, is a character. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Luther was kind of moping around a little bit, she she dressed up in all black, and he's like, "Who died?" And she's like, "Well, I guess God's dead with the way that you're acting." And that's like all, one of the the greatest Katie Von Luther <laughs> stories that yeah. everybody kind of knows in infamy. But Vicky, would yep, you? Just... I,
3: I included that in my book
0: because I just I had to because I thought go. it was
3: really important. Yeah.
0: Well, will you just take a moment to just kind of tell us a little bit about your story real quick, Vicki, to kind of catch us all up to speed it, it, and you may not hear a lot of morgan for a moment because she's you know coddling atlas as he's acting a fool right now uh oh, be mom. Yeah, yeah, that's we're, we're, yeah exactly but we're, we're training him up in the fear and abomination of the lord she does the admonitioning and i do the fearing so um <laughs> so go, <laughs> I love yeah. that. so go ahead Vicky, and just kind of fill us in about you know why we have chosen to talk to you all not just because you all of our friends because we love you all so dearly your family to us but uh uh, why we have come on this journey together to kind of talk about uh, those marriage vows and that specific portion of it.
3: Wow. Well, well. first of all, thank you so much for, for thinking of us. Um, you know, we really don't think our marriage is that special. We just think it's, it's a good Christian marriage. We've uh, been married for 31 years. We uh, met when we were young and uh, you know, was it was, As I said, I was born with a birth defect called spina bifida. And uh, when Joe met me, I was walking with crutches and uh, I was very independent. So I didn't think that there would come a time when I would need quite as much assistance as I do now. Because I uh, hurt myself a few years ago with a torn rotary cuff. And so Joe's had to step up and help a little bit more. But that was the one thing. We had a really good pastor who married us.
2: That's the story I was hoping you would tell.
3: Yeah. And when we sat together with him for some of our marriage classes, he very bluntly looked right at Joe and said, you know, I'm looking at Vicki and I'm seeing a future where you may just have to be extra legs. Are you prepared to do that? And I thought that was a really good question. And I was proud of him for having the courage to ask it because, you know, it wasn't one that I felt comfortable asking and maybe sometimes in my own mind, because I always thought I was kind of invincible. I didn't think it was going to be necessary. But it was good to hear Joe's answer, and his answer was in the affirmative, of course, that he was prepared.
0: And And jog my memory real quick, y'all. Vicki, I don't, uh, I think that that maybe we've had this conversation, but with uh, the spina bifida disorder, you weren't initially supposed to have lived past like a week or two, right? Is that correct?
3: No. Yeah, that's right. They gave me three days to start with my poor parents, and then... And then they gave them the uh, three weeks and then the three months. I think there was this three thing going on with them because it it got all the way to 30. They said that uh, when I got to 30, that was probably going to be the checkout time.
0: And did uh, did the doctors also tell your parents that, uh, I'm still trying to remember this, and this is completely off the cuff, but did they also initially say, like, don't, don't even name the child?
3: Yeah, they told them not to get attached to me at all. Wow. Don't take me home. Don't take me home. Don't show me to my other brothers and sisters who are older than me. Just, just let her, let her go. Let wow. her go. Yeah. Don't invest. And but, so, uh, thankfully, my yeah. parents didn't believe in that.
0: Praise God. Yeah, I'm glad you're here because yep. uh, you are. Uh, I told you this when you came, When you all came up uh, for or your little summer trip up here to see us, you are more capable than I am with so much stuff that it's, it's crazy and just your, your, your humor, uh, and how you take things in stride. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, you are such an encouragement to me, Miss Vicki. Um, can you yeah. just, uh, you you all, Oh, sweet. you're welcome. And Morgan's coming back now. I think that she may have uh, gave Atlas maybe some Benadryl or something, you know, <laughs> what you got to do. With your, well, no, I'm just kidding. Don't yeah, do that.
3: Thinking. Yeah, I was thinking a
0: cuddle or something. Okay. Yeah. Would you just kind of catch us up? You alluded to it. You all met whenever you were um, younger. Uh, Got you've been married for 31 years, and um, you've got two uh, beautiful kids, JJ and Kitty. We love them. JJ is going to be a comedian. I I know it. Uh, He's (laughs) a a (laughs) funny kid. Um, yeah, and just kind of, yeah. just kind of catch us up to, to where you are today. And, and you kind of mentioned how things have went downhill just a little bit, but we're just trying to paint and set the backdrop for everybody.
2: Well, you know, it's funny, I was listening to your, your program last, it was either last episode or the one before, you know, where you were looking and talking about how people kind of take verses out of context, like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Uh, you know, I know the plans I have for you. Uh, and, and I love the way that, you know, Vicky kind of comes at that re- she even deals with it in her book, Um, you know, realizing that's not a ticket to like health and wealth and God's going to give you the mercy and the easy life. Uh, But even when he brings us through difficulties, though, that he he does have a plan and a purpose, which ultimately leads to our salvation
0: Mm. and his glory in the, in the the process. Yeah.
2: And, and I love the the way that she's kind of approaching life that way, because, you know, not only does she have to take care of me, which is like taking care of three toddlers and decides keeping my schedule together and and everything, but, you know, she takes care of two teenage kids. In fact, you know, I told you my daughter surprised us with that last-minute practice this morning that Vicki just raced in the door from, uh, driving kitty to and from, and taking care of her 91-year-old mother. And so, you know, the Lord has brought his own share of difficulties into our marriage, but I think it's really made us, at least I think, Stronger absolutely, for
3: it. yeah, absolutely. we've learned that we can go through an awful lot together and still feel committed,
0: yeah, would you? Would you say that these, these trials, these hardships, whether they be physical health or uh, the the busy schedule of taking care of, of like you said, kids and, and elderly parents and, and obviously your own congregants um, being involved in their lives, would you say that this was uh, even, even now is like a refiner's fire that you come out the other side uh, more uh, harder, uh, more beautiful and more glorious for the Lord?
2: Yes, but not every single day. No, <laughs> I mean, no that's mostly, you know,
3: No, we have the best. Yeah, every think, single day. I,
2: you know, I think, and this this has kind of helped in in you know counseling other couples too when I get a chance to do marriage counseling. That you know, it's, it the relationships are not always based on feelings. You know, commitments have to be deeper than well, I'm having a crappy day today. You know, uh, and I'm going to take it out on you or. You know, somebody isn't maybe that ray of sunshine for that minute because they're having a difficulty of their own. But, you know, a, a marriage covenant is really like the covenant that the Lord desires to have with us. You know, in kind of the way that—well, uh, actually the way Luther said, you know, feelings come and feelings go. Uh, but the commitment that we have to one another is kind of the overarching thing that, that really sees us through whether we're up or down.
0: Yeah. Morgan, yeah, you're, you're back for a moment with us in between— We'll Uh, see how long it lasts. And and, and Atlas and and number two. Hey. Uh, Yeah. In and out. (laughs) You all can see it.
1: Oh, I hear the little feet come.
0: Here he comes, (laughs) giving a high five. Um, There's my boy.
1: Hold on one second. Oh gosh. He needs to show show me now. now. (laughs)
0: Okay, that was very well. I will
1: be back in just a second. (laughs) I gotta see.
0: Yeah. So whenever somebody (laughs) wants to leave like a one star review because this is the first episode, they're like, he doesn't ever let his wife talk. Hey, she's taking care of the babies. Okay, she talks a lot, a lot more than than through this. But let's keep yeah, this conversation her, I going. I thought she
2: sounds she sounds much more natural as an interviewer. I had to I just she. Yeah, Morgan, I told him that. So
0: <laughs> she is a she is a natural. And so let's let's go forward with some of the encouragement, um, Joe, specifically Amanda man to uh, man with you uh, for a moment. Just me and you, thinking about your your beautiful bride, and I love her so much. Um what do you what would you describe as the most the most difficult um the most difficult part of that that phrase of for better, for worse in sickness and in health? And how would you encourage other uh, young couples or even seasoned couples in the Lord to take that seriously um, as they go forward in their marriage?
2: Well, you know, it's funny. I, when I was kind of thinking about this in my mind when I knew what the topic was going to be. And I remember, you know, real clearly, uh, like way back when Vicky and I first got engaged, I just kind of came right out and told her, you know, you'll always be number two. Yep. And I, I wanted to make sure that she knew that going in, that, you know, no matter what came up in our relationship, you know, if we went ahead and got married, it was always going to be God first and she would be second. And I just really felt like I needed to get that into the probably not the most conventional marriage proposal, (laughs) Uh, but you know, it just seemed to make sense to do that. And now that we are married, one of the things that, you know, we talk about, even when we do have disagreements or or arguments and one of the things that I always counsel uh, married couples and one of the first things you do is just say, man, we're taking divorce off the table. You know, it doesn't matter what difficulty comes you know, what What changes, whether it's it's health or finances or, uh, you know, family members around you or good days or bad, um, you know, that's just one of the options that, you know, we're all, I guess, we always feel like we're safe to argue with each other or have a difference of opinion because neither one of us are going anywhere. You know, we're at the, we're equally yoked like you're, like you're talking about in, in the intro to your program.
0: Yeah, that's a and
3: good, we have brother. a permanent commitment. Yeah, it's a permanent commitment.
0: Absolutely. You know, because so
2: many times I see couples that don't have that. You know, I've, I've counseled so many couples that are just like, oh, I just, I don't feel like I love him anymore. Or, or you know, I, I just don't feel like, you know, she's attractive to me anymore or right, whatever. Because, and because like, what
0: we see now, especially in the millennial and the Gen Zers, um, is we have this felt needs. Uh, pandemic, where everything is actually just self-help and self-love. And so even going into a marriage relationship, Morgan and I were talking about this the other day, uh, marriage no longer is about that holy reverent covenant that it is before the wow. Lord that is very symbolic, like Paul talks about in Ephesians. Uh, of being uh, likened to the gospel and and Christ in the church. It's no longer that in society and even within the church. It's now just a felt needs, um, like maybe just a long-term relationship. As Mm -hmm. long as you get your kicks out of it, when you're done, you can be done. And that is absolutely detrimental. And uh, I personally believe, uh, and I'm not going to go on a rant, this is a topic for another time, but that mentality has been used, and I believe has been perpetrated, or I'm sorry, has been injected uh, into not the, the church from various aspects and avenues, and that has seen much of our societal problems because we have dilapidated and demolished the family. And it comes from that kind of yeah. mindset.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, and I don't remember who said it, so I don't want to steal the quote, but uh, you know, I heard a commentator say, you know, if you want to feel the things that love feels, you have to be willing to do the things that love does.
0: Mm.
2: And, and that just kind of stuck with me. Like, you know, when you're in a relationship long-term, whether it's with a spouse or a child or or whatever it is, you Even know, parents. yeah, yeah, your, or yeah. Or yeah. Parents. Parents. When your, your role changes from you're the child to now you're the caregiver, you know, sometimes that can cause a little friction back and forth. But if, when you remember, You know, that holy covenant that you have with that spouse or that parent or that child is, you know, it kind of takes your life and makes it less of a drudgery and more of a vocation because you realize why it is that you're doing it.
0: Yeah. And it becomes a joy that you toil in with the Lord.
1: I would actually love to just hone in on that word covenant for just a second, Mm -hmm. if that's cool with everybody. Sure. And I'm back, so let's talk while while I'm (laughs) here. here (laughs)
2: Um,
1: So that that was kind of spurred off of what Zach and I have been talking about is the idea that marriage is a actual covenant. And, you know, where do we get um, just the idea of what that truly means is from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so even from the beginning, like we see God making covenants with his people. And uh, we see, you know, Israel being unfaithful, him remaining faithful. And so then, then when you just take that into the context of a marriage, why are we so easily okay with breaking that covenant, I guess, is we now have no-fault divorces that happen all the time. Um, So I would love to kind of just talk and bring us to that conversation and integrate the idea of what Zach originally kind of was wanting us to get to of the, you know, in sickness and in health for better or for worse and talk about, okay, these are real life things that actually do occur. Like we don't all live in this happy go lucky life. Like things happen. Life happens. Health is not always good. Um, Things come up. Exactly. Nothing's guaranteed. And so I would just love to hear you all talk about because you all had this from the very beginning, Vicky, where you know this was something you're born with. It didn't happen once you all were married, so you all had to go into that marriage knowing that you you know you didn't know what was going to happen, but you were willing to say "I do" and we're going to remain in covenant together.
0: Yeah,
2: well, you know, I think the beginning of that is you know it's all, I have to tell you so many times I don't even see my wife as disabled. I mean, we were we were and are so much in love. Uh, sometimes I still forget there's things that she can't reach. <laughs> you know, there, there are things that she can't do. When I,
3: when I call and say, "Could you please get me a glass?" and sometimes he would at me like, "What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't reach it. It's too high." All
2: yeah. right. Uh, I finally, after 12 years, bought her a new uh, washer and dryer, and the dryer was up on pedestals, and I had to have the delivery man take the pedestal away because she couldn't reach the controls. <laughs> you know,
3: just so. I walked in and was like, "Oh, that's beautiful, but honey." do you see something wrong here As I reached my hand up and I couldn't touch anything I was oh, like, goodness. are you you know you can't be here every minute but
2: then but then at the same time there are those days where you know I like I'll just sit down at my desk to start writing and you know I just asked her like two seconds ago do you need anything no go sit down honey can you come? and I'm like man <laughs> but, you know and and you have those thoughts then I think but but no I mean this is you know that's that's my wife. That's my, that's my queen. That's the mother of my kids, you know?
3: And sometimes I didn't know I needed it until I needed it.
2: (laughs) And and, and one thing I do know, if she could, if she could get it herself, she would never ask me for it.
3: No, I wouldn't. That, that would be my goal. My goal would be to be more self-serving, you know, more able to do the things for everybody else that I'd like to do that I can't.
2: But, but I think this has like even bigger implications than just us, because actually I I was just counseling, uh, a married couple and and there's no chance that they'll ever hear this episode. So I think I'm safe to at least give a version of the story. Um, The husband is, is desperately sick right now. And uh, he has kids from first marriage and they offered to just kind of come take him away. And, you know, they were wondering, you know, what I should do. She would stay here. He would go there. And I said, gee, you know, guys, I, I know this is difficult, but you know, when, when you had your wedding vows, it was, you know, like you just said for better or for worse, not when, you know, hubby becomes inconvenient. Mm. And, and you know, that was a difficult thing as a pastor to have to look at someone and say, but I really felt like it was the message they needed to hear and praise God they took it to heart. And now I think, you know, things are going to be okay. But, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable telling them it was all right to break their marriage vows just because, you know, somebody's desperately sick.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: because children didn't agree that they should still be together. It's not yeah. fair.
0: No, no. And the thing is, this is, is especially in the West, uh, we can get out of any kind of contract we want to, if we want enough, right? Like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like my phone provider and I know I'm locked in for two years, but you all are terrible, a competitor, this, this, and this. And it's like, Oh, we'll knock off a hundred dollars a month and give you a brand new whatever. Okay. That'll work. Like, you know, we, we kind of haggle. And so we, We've kind of imported that. We we've kind of performed like some contractual eisegesis. There's your there's a nice little term I just came up with. There we go. I'm thinking like yeah. that the marriage covenant is the same way. Like yeah, I know that's what I said, and I know that this is what the Bible clearly says about that, and that Jesus even uh, upholds you know uh, the the marriage unit as the the foundational unit and it being between a man and a woman and then being um, committed to one another. To the very end, I know it says that, but um, so you know, my wife is XYZ, they really or, me? right? Yes, right, right, and yeah. so the well, co- like co- covenants Morgan are so easily about, profaned.
2: But what Morgan said, it was saying about uh, no fault divorces, I think just made me think when she said that, you know, we have no fault divorces because we have no commitment marriages,
0: exactly, exactly. brother. That's good, that's exactly right, that's exactly right. Uh Morgan, you know, you I, would, I think like you were somebody. wanting to ask one more thing to Vicky Uh because we yeah. it's a good really good segue into it because of uh you all were just laughing and, and kind of poking some jokes. But go ahead, Morgan.
1: Yeah, so obviously, like we personally know Joe and Vicky. So for those of y'all who don't know Vicky personally, like Joe said, you would never know that she has any handicap at all. Like she's probably more independent than I am, <laughs> honestly. <Yes. laughs> um but she, her personality is always just so positive and uplifting and encouraging. I think I just used a Caleb ad, sorry. We, yeah, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that that is who Vicki is. And uh, I've not known her for too terribly long, but from what I've gathered, that's who Vicki has always been. And so, Vicki, can you just kind of give us, um, just from the perspective of someone who has like, this has been your life for as long as you've known it, just how you remain um, who you are really yeah, as encouraged. encouraged and uplifted and um, always uh, in the positive all the time, because you see people who are especially, well, especially our well, generation who trust just me, live in self-pity.
3: Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you know, I I don't think I sit around and feel sorry for myself because for one thing, I wasn't allowed to, you know, mm. my parents took me on, you know, with the commitment that I was going to get a good life. They, they were told not to have me, not to keep me, but, you know, they, they intended to make sure it was going to be a good life. For but, as long
2: as it was. Right, right. Time.
3: Whatever time I was given, it was going to be good. But they also told me that I had a responsibility to put forth my effort. Mm. When I was old enough to, to understand, I was taught, you know, that life is precious that every moment is to be enjoyed and savored and that you can't sit around and waste what time God gives you because you just don't know. You don't know how much time you have. So you have to enjoy it. Now, they weren't real strong Christians. So that was probably the most Christian advice they ever gave me. (laughs) Then I spent the rest of my time kind of thinking, well, you know, I can enjoy my life because this is the life I've got. And it's the only one I'm going to get. And that was kind of bad, but I was a little bit angry with God. Mm. So I was never angry with other people, but I was angry with God. And what I realized is that, you know, I would like to have said I didn't think he existed, but you can't be angry with someone that doesn't exist. So that really pretty much woke me up to the fact that I knew he existed. I just didn't want to have a relationship with him. Mm. And that took a while. In fact, it was probably because of Joe that I actually got a relationship with God, even though God on several occasions to communicate with me, I pretty much got angry and turned him off.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. But Joe helped me. Joe helped me come to a good church and he helped me find God and he helped God open my eyes to see things. And, And what I realized is that this is a great life. The one that God gave me is a great, great life, and it comes with opportunities. And just because I can't reach a glass down out of a cupboard for myself doesn't mean there isn't a whole lot of other things that I can do.
0: You know, and, that is so true, Vicki, and the, and the the week that we got to spend with you all this, this past summer, um, I mean, it was so funny. Like, we would go do something, and, and like you said before we started the show, you um, there would be places that we would go and and things that we would try to go do and it just wasn't accessible to you with your chair and all those things and you never once got upset um you you did raise some just some very actually very good uh uh, uh things to to the owners of those places that hey like yeah, like i know i'm not the norm but but be aware like you know that, that this is something that could that could that needs to be there and those people were very yeah. gracious, and uh, but also you you always were were kind of cracking jokes and stuff, and uh, that was so yeah. wonderful. Because the thing is, this is like, it was never in like a like a self defamating way of like a like almost like a pity party. Like you you crack a joke at yourself because you're you're actually trying to draw attention. Like it just was the most. Some of the stuff you said, like, I, I looked at Joe and like, am I allowed to laugh at that? And he, he, was, he was already laughing. And so it's she, just like, she it's she so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It, it's not a big deal. I mean, like I used to tease people that if you saw Bambi on ice, when I lived in in Pennsylvania, that was really me. I'd have one crutch going one way and one crutch and one leg going the other way. And I'm just trying to stand up. Oh You man. know, and, well, you know and, and, one thing she...
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, whenever we were driving around and stuff, and uh, I, I kind of got tired of driving, and you had already kind of uh, figured some some of the the routes out here in Mount Sterling and in uh, in the Kentucky area where we were visiting. When when people would would see us like get out in the parking lot, and it was Vicky was the one that was driving, uh, yeah. they would be like. How does this work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: People do that to Joe and I all the time. You know, they'll go like the, the valet parker will try to hand him the keys when we're somewhere. and I'll go, no, 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 give no, me no, no. that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I'd say the, the one thing that we've realized in, in kind of, you know, talking through and praying through all this, and this is something <laughs> that she probably won't be brave enough to tell you, but she's had the opportunity to mentor a lot of other young girls that have had spina bifida. And we've finally come to the place, you know, especially in the reform background that, you know, that she's new to, but that I'm coming from, you know, and realizing that she would never have the opportunity to to minister and to witness the fo- to folks the way that she has, if she would have been a, a quote unquote, perfectly abled person.
3: That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. We well, you know, in fact, the, there were years that I taught Good News Club to the children in elementary schools, you know, and. I would make sure that they understood that the wheelchair was a part of my life, but it wasn't the statement of my life Yeah, that, you know, and that God had other plans for me. And, and that, you know, one day they would come and see me in heaven and we would run together. That was the challenge. They would all laugh. And they would say things like, we will beat you. And I'll say, Oh no, you <laughs> won't. Cause I wanted more. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Well, you know, guys, yeah. I I, I want to ask this, and this may be a very, um, a very touchy subject. Um, but uh, Joe, I know that you're uh, bold and, uh, and I certainly am not out to necessarily make friends, uh, in the respect of, of wanting to be a nice guy to everybody. So I'm going to ask a very pointed question that's probably going to maybe rub some people the wrong way. And I know it won't you all cause, uh, you're, you're like family to us, but, but Vicki specifically, you hear all the time from uh, pro-choice advocates and uh, radical left advocates for quote-unquote women's health uh, when it comes to abortion and all of these things. Uh, and, um, you know, it being all about the, the, the woman and, and all of these things. You all know the arguments just as well as I do. But, but Vicki, I want to ask you, and this, this may be a little bit of an emotional question, but, Vicki, are you, are you glad— that God has so graciously and providentially given you your life, even if it is like this. And are you also so thankful that your parents brought you up absolutely. and raised you that like, are you, are you ha- like, obviously you've said like, Hey, if I could do it this way, I would, but are you, are you so thankful that you are, you're simply alive even, even with your condition?
3: Oh yes, absolutely. I am. am um, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I wouldn't trade a day in paradise for today. I love God and I love heaven. And I know one day I'm going to be supremely happy there and have this wonderful, perfect body that I've already seen. God's shown it to me a million times. I see it in my sleep and and I know I know what it's going to be like. But I love the life I have now too. I love being a mom and I love being a wife and I love, you know, writing my book and I love being with the ladies in my church and and, you know, and I even love taking care of my mother because, mm. you know what, I think about her every time. And trust me, it can get so frustrating just trying to help her not walk away from her walker and not fall down again and please don't hurt me. And, you know, because yeah. <laughs> if she falls on me, it's going to hurt, <laughs> you know, and things like that. But, you know, I can see her doing and taking care of me and loving me and reminding me every day that I was a blessing to their family, you know, that when I came, I made their family better. That's what they all tell me. My mm-hmm. brothers and sisters tell me that. My mother tells me that. My father always told me that, you know, my entrance into the world was a blessed event for all of them. And it's been a blessing for me too. And and God just keeps blessing me. He keeps letting me reach people and touch people's lives. and And it's good. Yeah. It's
0: really good. Well Yeah, I, it's great. I, I just get choked up and, and very uh, emotional just hearing you all talk about that and your love for one another. As we start to kind of wind down, um, you know, wh- how would you encourage both of you if you want to take it together or separately? How would you encourage those that are going through difficulties? Um, Because I know you all uh, well enough to know that that you would never ever uh, give the advice of like, "Well, look at us! Like I've got this wrong, and you're boohooing about you know X, Y, Z that has nothing." And that's that's so non sequitur to it because that's that's not what a Christian is out to do, specifically in a marriage. But how would you you Mm -hmm. all encourage others that are maybe struggling through whether it be sickness? whether it be health, whether it be for, for bad times, whether it's financial or or even emotional, maybe it's uh, occupational, it's something external, like you know, a family member, like your mom, that you all are helping take care of and all that stuff. How would you encourage those uh, couples to stay equally yoked together and to truly live out those covenantal vows?
2: Well, I would say, first of all, it takes patience. Um, you know, it takes... Keeping grounded, well, it takes keeping grounded in God's word, you know, which is something that I think a lot of times difficulties like these, you know, really drive you further to your knees in prayer, drive you further into the word. Um, You know, as I said before, you know, the one thing that I, I tell every couple that looks for any kind of counseling, as I said, the first thing you do is take divorce off the table. You know, that way you're safe to be vulnerable with each other. You can say, like, you know, look, this is how I feel, this is how, you know, you make me feel when this happens, um, you know, and you just know that that like it's you two together against the world if you're married um, and you have that third person in your marriage, which is Christ.
3: Right. In fact, for me, I actually felt like that was so important. It's a chapter in my book and
2: shameless plug. Shameless.
3: Plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Here it is. But what I would say is what I said in my book, equal influence over important decisions. Make sure the two of you Give each other the right to have an equal vote and an equal decision about the directions that your marriage is going in and and the decisions that you make with your children and, you know, and all of those things. Because not, not one person in the marriage should be a boss over the other. We should work together and hear each other and really feel each other.
0: You all are. Have yeah. you all been like looking into our schedule? Because we're going to talk about submission within the marriage soon, and what that really looks like, and what that mm-hmm. means. I think you all are like trying to like hijack our wavelength over here. Morgan's like over here. She's scribbling stuff out. She's weeping. She's like, we've ruined the schedule. Morgan, it's okay. But <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's really
2: true because we just got done talking about you know we're going through uh, First Peter in Sunday school, and we're talking about you know submission and marriage and what that really does look like and what it doesn't look like, and you know. It doesn't look like me saying, hey, woman, get in the kitchen and, you know, fix me my iced tea. But you're allowed to
0: say that if you want, though, right? Like, because you well, know that I, she will. If, because if I don't want to
2: wear it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. But, if he, but but he knows that all he has to do is say, gosh, I'm really thirsty and I don't have any more tea. And because I love them, I'll go make tea.
0: What You all listen. I, I just want to say this. I love you all. I really do. I love you, too. And I love you guys too. You all are such an encouragement to us because, man, we, we talk about that week that you all have spent with us this past summer all the time. And when we were talking about the podcast, getting it started, you all are were one of the first ones that came up that Morty and I wanted to kind of interview and just dialogue with because i will never forget this summer just seeing a how much you all love one another even through the difficulties and b just how how you just go for the glory of god and you are such you're both such bold witnesses for jesus christ no matter what
2: well thank you brother we feel the same way about you guys actually and, and you know I said to you before, when we were together, we wish that we were as spiritually mature at your age yeah. that you guys are at your point in your marriage. Because we, it's, you know, it's taken us thirty one
3: years thirty one years
2: to be as as mature in our our Christian marriage as as I feel like you guys already are. And so, I'm really glad you guys started this podcast. And I, I honestly, uh, I honestly think providentially, God is going to use it in the lives of a lot of people.
1: Well, we appreciate that a lot. And you know, you all have been married longer than we've been alive. How crazy is that?
0: Morgan, how rude! <laughs> you know what? I, I, we didn't catch that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, is it because you're you're so hard of hearing because <laughs> oh you're that old?
3: No, yeah, it's because we're that old. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful about that, you whippersnappers. <laughs> no,
2: but honestly, the phone broke up. What did you say? <laughs> no, I made this statement
1: that you all have been married longer than Zach or I have even been alive. <laughs> So you've got lots oh, yeah. of practice oh, ahead of us. Oh, 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 oh,
0: so oh, see, hurt. the whippersnapper oh, comment man. was actually, like, that was good. That went perfectly.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, Gee,
3: Morgan, thanks. <laughs> that, that hurt. Oh,
0: well, I, I, I know I'm old enough
2: to be Zach's dad, but I act like I'm 10 years younger than him. So I think, you know, mentally. It
3: kind of works out.
0: Yeah, your vocabulary is about 10 years behind mine, too. Oh, my mine, gosh. Too.
2: Yeah, I know, and you never, you never like the memes that I send you. I think you threatened to unfollow me after one of the last <laughs> ones about the Shepherd German Shepherd.
0: Shepard. That was so terrible. It just okay. Well, that that I don't want to have to. I don't. I don't want to get banned off of any of these podcast platforms because of your terrible dad jokes and t- dad memes. Um, I, I will say this: I'm am <laughs> secretly putting them in my back pocket when I'm when I am um, <clears throat> ripened and can use those right. as well. I'm not there yet.
1: <laughs> Good choice Man, of words.
3: It's getting tough here now. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like, oh, it's uh, turning up the heat. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to turn up the heat up here. Y'all are in like a, the perfect part of Florida. You said like, oh, we're going to have to turn the heat on tonight. It's going to be like 48 or 50. Oh, we sleet just had our first here. sleep today.
3: It's cold outside right now.
2: But I tell you, you know, it's, a lot of people are moving here. So I, I'm really praying that this ends up, you know. Who knows? In God's providence, maybe we'll have another uh, Moscow, Idaho, down here. I oh, mean, we're oh, kind of the lone
0: outpost. We don't. Outpost t- we don't. Of, we can't. Oh. We can't mention the sweater vest, man. People get deranged and just start screaming and just burning stuff down. Really? Oh yeah. Just, whoosh, gosh, they oh, scare. They
1: They're scared, scared of him. <laughs>
0: but y'all listen, well, I, man, I, we're
2: kind of like a a lone reformed outpost here, or at least a, you know, if anybody else is out there in our area, shout out because you know
1: we feel alone.
0: Yeah, shout you're out, nervous. and if you ever want to see a man preach in a bathrobe, go to... <laughs> I,
1: I knew it was coming.
0: <laughs> Listen, Vicky. I was,
2: <laughs> was going to have on my robe right now, but I then you said, you know, I was just going to be on audio, so I thought, well... So you're not wearing any robe at all. At all. Just you're soul. just sitting there, with, just
0: yeah. like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I hope just, the kids are not around to see that. That's a just scarring... Just,
1: If anyone wants a good laugh, just look at um, Joe's sermon video every Sunday and look for Zach's comments about what he's wearing.
0: It's usually like some sort of robe pun. (laughs) Yeah, but nobody can pull
2: off a bow tie like you, bro.
0: Well, thank you. Well, James White can, but I know that. uh, (laughs) Okay, uh, I have the neck for it. I'll just say that it's long and skinny. You can. Well, you know, I'm so glad to
2: have a reformed couple like you know you guys in, in our lives. It means a lot to be able to you know. Zach, you're my moral compass a lot of times when I'm having difficult pastoral decisions. It and, always
0: points and, south.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when your papa wanted to introduce us, and he said, yeah, my grandsons he's going to be a pastor, and he just graduated. And I'm thinking, yeah, I really want to meet this Yahoo. <laughs> and, and and I kept putting it off and putting it off. And I remember i remember exactly where I was standing in the church parking lot that day when we talked for the very first time. And I think we were on the phone for like 40 minutes. Yeah. And uh It's just great to have a kindred Reformed brother and sister, um, you know, that we can kind of live life together with in this world.
0: That's so true, man. And, and like, just just talking about that um, such love and that— compassion for one another. That's the equal yoke we're talking about. Like the friendship you and I have, that's the equal yoke that we're talking about within the context of marriage as well. And you and Vicki mm-hmm. are there and Morgan and I, we, we want to promote that for everyone. Listen, that you don't have to be in the same quote unquote camp as us, I hate using that word, but you don't have to be in the same camp. We simply want you to be equally yoked, not on your own standard, not on some standard set by some judicial court or some ruler. We want you to be equally yoked upon the standard of God's word because it is the only thing that is going to last. And it's the only thing that we can build upon. And I know that you all can say yes and amen to that because you do it every day. And we're thankful for Absolutely, that. Absolutely, brother. Yes,
2: yes, yep. and amen. You yep. know, we can we can live out our lives. We can preach the gospel and be forgotten.
0: That's right. Yeah. Some some, some Zizendorf. So, Vicky, as we close real quick, i just going to give you one more uh, little opportunity here. Where can um, everybody buy your book at and support you? And uh, no, you do not get a free gator dog with each book bought.
1: Oh, Vicky doesn't <laughs> want gator dogs.
3: You can get it on Amazon, Amazon.com. You can either use my full name, Vicki Sergeant Claire, or you can just t- do the book title, A Daily Sprint with the Runaway Nun.
0: And now that everyone knows your story, isn't, isn't the title just so ironic and just so funny? <laughs>
3: yes, that's why I picked it.
0: Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you love know,
3: like you I said, she was such a wonderful person and she did so many crazy things you know she makes me feel like i'll, I'll
0: be all right oh man i and, love it
3: you
0: know absolutely well, thank welcome. you for having on, brother this no man awesome.
3: thank you very
2: thank much
0: thank you all so much for taking the time to be with us here on the equal yoke podcast make sure you go check out vicky's book on amazon uh say you know hop on social media find them say hey to them if you're in the zephyr hills area down there uh in tampa florida uh ish around that area go see him, go check him out they would love to have you joe and vicky claire thank you so much for talking to us tonight morgan any closing thoughts comments conundrums
1: i think we just always want to close with this um this was specifically on marriage and within the confines of it being a covenant between the man and wife so like we said in the very beginning, when we started this podcast, we always want to bring you back to the gospel. So make sure the gospel is what it rooted and you're grounded in and with Christ in the center and preach the gospel to one another each and every day. And that's, what's going to bring you all closer and closer together.
0: That's right. Well, Morgan talked past our uh, outro music Sorry, because guys. she uh, is trying <laughs> Listen, to make up I for was that gone lost time for most Atlas. of this
1: whole podcast. So I had to make up and say a little something.
0: Yeah. Well, again, Joe and Vicki, thank you so much for being with us. We love you all. Thank you for encouraging us uh, and those that have listened about how to take those marriage vows seriously. We love you all. And uh, to you all that have listened, until next time we come together to be yoked together again, hey, go forth and plow ahead with the gospel and great commission. God bless.